Would you like to improve the quality of your life, be happier and healthier? Hi, I'm Peggy Wilms, host of the All Things Wellness Radio. Welcome to all the bold, courageous, and powerful women tuning into Find Your Fabulous. I'm your host, Dr. Diane, and it's time to ignite your full power. Are you ready to embrace your talents and worth and unleash the wise goddess within? I've got the information, inspiration, and revelation you need to ignite your personal power so you can stop playing small and reclaim the passion and purpose that we all hold within us. Connect with other powerful spiritual women who yearn to be fully expressed. The world needs you, full power. Let me guide you to find your fabulous and ignite your inner goddess. It all starts now on the Find Your Fabulous show. Hello everyone, I'm Dr. Diane Garrison and you are listening to Find Your Fabulous on Transformation Talk Radio. Stay with us for the next hour and let us help you experience the pathway to finding your fabulous. Join us every first and third Monday at 8 a.m. Pacific time where we will have information, inspiration, and revelation to help you ignite your personal power and reclaim the passion and purpose we all hold within us. Today, I have with me Dr. Pat Basile, founder of Transformation Talk Radio, here to discuss the concept of becoming full power, as well as sharing with us her own empowerment journey. We are here today to inspire and delight you. Dr. Pat Basile is a leader in the field of human potential and the creator of the remarkable Epic World, an international award-winning talk radio host, TV commentator, keynote speaker, certified career and belief coach, dynamic seminar leader, award-winning author and researcher on fostering respect and trust in the workplace, inspirational speaker, and CEO of a successful motivational company. In 2013, Dr. Pat launched her international coaching initiative, Epic Living, for individuals, groups, and organizations. Let's welcome Dr. Pat Basile to the Find Your Fabulous show. Hello, Dr. Pat. Hey, I am so excited to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me. Uh, first of all, congratulations on your show, number one. Um, and congratulations on taking a, a topic on, especially a topic that is very difficult for women. The, the idea of even saying the word powerful or I am powerful has been really a struggle for more than you can even imagine. Thousands of thousands of years, it's been difficult. But you're stepping into full power by bringing the topic to the forefront aren't you i'm sure trying this is my <laughs> passion this is my mission this is what i'm living for so let's start by me giving you the juicy question i'm going to ask all my guests which is what does becoming full power mean to you and how did you discover yours so if i were to say that i'm done that would be um, I would be misstating that. 
I think we're all works in progress, but I think we know when we're less than that. I think we know when we're less than. And what I mean by that is we can point to situations and times in our lives where others have had power over us, Mm. where we have not been able to look at a strong personal power that's within us that's based on... you know, it's based on self-efficacy. It's based on what we know about ourselves and what we believe about ourselves. And I think one of the things that we were reminded of during coming out of the pandemic is that there are two things that pop in. But to answer your question really succinctly, when I think about power and full power, I am looking at not just what people see in our physical selves, right? Powerful person, right? You know, Harley Davidson, powerful motorcycle. (laughs) None None of that. I am looking at the mental, the physical, the emotional, and the spiritual. And when I look at full power for myself, I've got to really be able to check off the boxes in each of those. And some days I can really give myself a 10 out of 10 and other days not. But how do you bring those all full circle to understand that? But in order for for any of us to understand the notion that we have personal agency over our life and our events is important. Right. There's a caveat to a point. We have personal agency over who we are and how we show up in for the most, the mental, the physical, the spiritual, and the emotional. But other things happen in life. Resilience Mm. has to play a part in this because if life hits us like the pandemic, are we going to move forward from a place of positive-centric or not. And that I think is the key to what you're saying or has been for me. Yeah. Yeah. I can really relate that and the, and, and resilience because, you know, no matter how successful we may seem, life does not stop throwing challenges at us in the least. No, no. And it's, and being able to pick yourself up and, and begin again is so important learning from from what the challenge was versus letting it overtake you. Yeah. You know, I I, I need to point to the people that mentored me, that guided me, uh, what have influenced me, all of those people without pointing. There's not enough time in the show. But when I think about them, I think about their self-efficacy. I think about how their ability to cooperate with others. I think about these things extremely at the top. They lead by example. They're inspiring. They influence their peers. They're, you know, but, but they do this by fostering a positive worldview. Um, they're assertive but respectful, successful, but humble, driven, but stable. See, these are the people I think about when I think about your your definition of full power. You have to have that balance. It is very difficult to to say my personal power checkbox is a ton Mm. if you're afraid to ask for things or if you're afraid to speak. It's very difficult to really even feel that sense of full power. Don't you agree? Oh, absolutely. I was just at a retreat with 20 very high power women of all kinds of professions. And we practiced asking for what you want. 
you know, we, we yeah. practice that and practice saying yes, practice saying no, practice saying maybe with clarity. And even all these very educated, very professional women needed that practice. And it was it was amazing and very empowering. Yeah. I, you know, I wonder, uh, I, I don't know if you've given some thought, but I've wondered what the impact of the pandemic has been. You know, for a lot of us, it elevated us to really take more risks, to step out. Um, you know, I had to think back a little bit, uh, given where I am now with the with the network and what we're about to do. And I had to think back because somebody asked me this question. They said, how did you even make it through the pandemic, Pat? You know, how did a network like yours make it through? And that that's not a simple answer. And there's not enough time to do that. But one of the things that I also believe is if you're stepping into this realm of full power, if you're really stepping into that, then you have to allow yourself to have an imagination which catapults you to action. It's one thing to dream, but it's another thing to take a dream and to do something about it. Uh, you and I have talked about this, Dr. Diane, you know, people with personal power affect changes around them by regulating themselves. And I really have been looking at myself recently because, I, you know, there's a bit of stress that, that I've been under and I've been watching this. And this is a personal goal of mine. I have got to really look at this idea of regulating myself as opposed to, you know, positioning power where you... <laughs> You affect change by regulating other people, right? You ever try to change somebody else? You ever see, what's work. that like? <laughs> it does not work. No, it doesn't. Um, you know, it. it's funny because you think about the people that are close to you, right? And do you accept them for who they are? Do you want to change them? You know, and if that's where you are. Now, there are some things in the world that we want to change. And we have the ability to express ourselves and we have the ability to make some of that change. If you want to help women, start a nonprofit. Um, if you want to have a voice, host your own show. But if you're, if you're doing it to get attached to an outcome to change a person, boy, that is going to be a tough road, right? Right. Because we only have control over ourselves, right? Yeah. And most yeah, of the time, yeah. we don't do that really well. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to, before we have to go to a break, I wanted to ask one more question. I find in my work as a clinical psychologist that so many gifted and talented women end up playing small. You are really not such a woman. Where did you find the courage to play your biggest game? Who was uh, I had two role models out of the gate. My mom, who taught me about full unconditional love. Mm. And then my stepmom, who taught me about how to be a human being in the world. But I've had other people that have helped me along the way. Um, I think about who I learned respect from. I learned that from my best friend's mom and dad. Um, wow. Didn't really quite understand respect. Uh, I learned about humility from my 12-step program. And so there are different places, but I'll tell you, I've had more angels and, and, and guardians along the way than you can imagine. I think the difference is I live most of my life really ignorant and it served me. <laughs> and I don't want people to get confused here between ignorance and stupidity. They're not the same. Stupidity is when you know better and off you go. 
ignorance is this open place. And, you know, every time I mention this word, Dr. Diane, the P- I get a million emails from thought leaders. They, they just like, Pat, why are you saying? See, ignorance is this beautiful word. It's the word that allows you to say, I just don't know what I don't know. It doesn't mean I'm never going to know it or I don't have the ability to know it. Right. But that key for me got me to right here, got me to a network because I didn't know. I would have never applied for a graduate and a doctoral program if I knew what I learned after I got in the program. I wouldn't have even tried. <laughs> I wouldn't have even tried. I don't look at my GRE scores and I'd be like, there's no way that's happening. Maybe there's a better word than ignorance. I'm not quite sure Blind what it is. Faith? <laughs> Blind faith ignorance? is good. Blind faith is good. Um, yeah. yeah. People think that if you enter the world with this open canvas, see what I say, I don't know what I don't know. And I say that today. I don't know what I don't know, but boy, I'm willing to stay open to see it. And yeah. that's the key. The openness. And we need to wrap up for our first break. We've been talking with Dr. Pat Basile about her vision of full power. And now we're going to go into a short break. Oh, but before we do, Dr. Pat, how can listeners reach out to you? The best way to go is to transformationnetwork.com. That's going to be our pivotal place for everybody to find out what we're doing. Um, my company is Unlimited Possibilities now, but there are so there's so much you can find from the transformationnetwork.com. Everything is there. And um, yep. find out about me, find out about you, <laughs> find out about everybody. And lots of other cool <laughs> folks. <laughs> Right. And you can find out all about all things fabulous on my website, www.fullpowerwomen.com. And stay tuned. We'll be right back. Get ready to step into a level of self-worth never before experienced on The Ohm Show with Tanya Butson. Tune in every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. You will shift from longing to creating to discover that there is something better. You will never settle for being in a state of perpetual darkness again. For more information and to connect with Tanya, visit organicallymeta.ca. What makes a coach irresistible, extraordinary, and successful? The Coaching Academy has graduated hundreds of students who have built the most fulfilling coaching businesses. That's because the Spiritual Life Coaching Certification, based on the proven formula, Rewire Your Brain for Success, is an innovative program designed to equip you with the knowledge and skills to support you in your journey of becoming an elite league coach. Inquire today by visiting coachingacademy.net. Are you a badass with big dreams? Then you need to join Confident AF Live, taking your mindset next level to get next year's results today. With me, Brandon Foster. Tune in every Wednesday, 12 p.m. Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on Trans... Hello, we're back on Find Your Fabulous with Dr. Diane. My guest today is Dr. Pat Basile, and she and I were talking about pathways to personal power and resilience. So let's keep rolling on this topic. now. You and I, being very mature, both came to age in the time of the women's movement with role models like Gloria Steinem and Bella Abzog. 
Betty Friedan and mm-hmm. Peter Ginsburg. How did these women and the movement in general influence your identity, your worldview, and maybe your career focus and trajectory? I, well, I have to start before that. I have to start with my mom, my second mom, Mama Doris, because this is a woman who had her first child at 12 and her second child at 13 wow. and uh, married my dad. And there's a longer story that goes with this. But I, I want to talk about her in a different way to answer that question. When you have somebody that is in a situation like that, and by the way, down in the de- down in the South, that was normal. So I just want to be very clear. You know, there's parts of our culture and subculture back when my mom was 12 or 13. That was this was the way it was. You were married and you had children at a very young age, at least in the part of the South that she came from. And and so I watched that. And of course, grandmama took care of the kids while while my mom worked. Ultimately, she married my dad after my birth mom died. But. What did I, what do you learn from a woman that is that young, that is literally dropped into the world to become a fully functioning adult, raising children, earning an income, right? What do you learn from somebody like that? I'll tell you what you learn. This idea of self-efficacy, it's the notion of control, of personal agency over yourself. You know, whether you believe you can or you can't, you're right. You right. See? Whether you believe you can or you can't, you're right. And so self, this this SE, I like to call it, because that's a fancy word that self-efficacy is like, who the heck even knows what that means? But bundled into that is confidence and worth. And women know about this. And it's it's our confidence and our ability to exert control. I love power and control in the same sentence. For women, it's our ability to, to you know, to, to literally exert control over your motivation, behavior and social environment. And look, in other words, what we're saying, it refers to your self-assessed potential for action. It's your wow. sense of I can or I can't. Bottom line, that's what my mom taught me. I can't. Everything's I can't. I have so many childhood stories of how she demonstrated that and what I learned from her. She was not a pushover. She was not somebody she wouldn't take no, not from me, but from my dad and my family. And there's so many examples. She taught me how to fight. She taught me how to voice. So when you talk about those other women leaders, I came into my teens with a woman that taught us to have a powerful voice and stand up for what we believe. So by the time I was 15-ish, I was already hitting the streets. And I grew up in New York. And so it was so easy to go and march and protest, mm-hmm. right? Uh, what, a bus ride and a couple of subway rides, and there yeah. you were. And I don't know how you put a price on that kind of development, um, that kind of coaching, that kind of, let's call it value system, you see? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Fearless. The woman was fearless. Uh, just beyond anything you can imagine. So it was no problem grabbing a sign and taking a subway and joining the protests. No, she even did a couple of them. I mean, oh, she, she was. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but she did them before, even before. I mean, wow. she was an advocate for civil rights. 
you know, she would be out there in the public with people of color down in the South. I mean, you know, we're talking about a woman that saw people as people. Yes. So anything of an of inequality was difficult for her. And she knew the prejudice she came under. Look, let's talk about ageism for a minute. This is a woman who was beautiful. She dated the lead singer of the Beach Boys. I don't know how my dad got her. I just don't even understand. I, I mean, I still to this day, he was like 30 years older than her. I still don't even understand that. But this is a woman that had to fight the prejudice of having young children at that age, and then the prejudice of being beautiful and blonde and and then being looked at as somebody that wasn't smart. So she fought for that. She got her GED. She went on to get real estate license. She was a vice president at a bank. Uh, she had her own brokerage license. So this is the role model that we had as kids. Incredible. Yeah. Yeah. We're quite blessed. <laughs> well, yeah. Now, my dad, on the flip side of that, is we didn't have my brother, so three girls. He never looked at us in the way that girls were looked at. Hmm. So we got to go in the garage with him and learn what a quarter inch wrench was. Yes. You know, my, my fingernails stayed full of grease for like weeks on end. So, what happens to you when you're surrounded before you're even 16 with two people like that? Well, you get some courage and some kahunas, I would think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She did not take it well when we didn't speak up or stand up for ourselves. She didn't take that well. She really didn't. And so we were groomed about that. We were groomed how to speak up. So it's not a mistake that I would start this network. It, it was an accident. It wasn't on my <laughs> radar. Um, this was a woman who built the foundation for positive living. That's who she was. A powerhouse for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I think yeah. you'll agree that the programming of most women is very different. Extremely. Right. And the women's movement created a vision for something different. But then see if you remember this commercial. It sticks in my head for always. It was back 1979 and it went something like this. Um, it, there was this woman in a business suit with a frying pan in one hand and a briefcase in the other. I can bring home the bacon. Yeah. Fry it up in a pan and never, never, never let you forget your man. You know, so it was this like, OK, I hated it even at age 17 when it came out. You know, the message of, yeah, you can go out to work now. We'll give you permission, but you better come home and play your traditional role. Yeah. And that a lot of that is still true today what do you think well it is still true today the only difference is it's less true in less places um and what i mean by that is that i can only speak to where we live in the united states right yeah. i'm not an expert on other countries because every country has their own standards they have their own issues 
But in the United States, we have had battle over battle over battle for this. Now, I will say we live in a place where Hollywood really does take on um, a lot of the the screenplay for this Handmaid's Tale. Mm. Tough to watch. Right, Elizabeth Moore? Tough to watch Handmaid's Tale because it talks about what you just said. Uh, The new version of Barbie beautifully done beautifully done right just incredibly done shocked a lot of people angered a lot of men um but here we are today having different voices and different ways of expressing it but in the end we still don't get it dr diane i'll tell you we don't get it you know how i know we don't get it Mm. it's about three years ago i think maybe four the senate had a bill on the floor my senator patty murray i think was one of the you know founders of that bill and it was the equal pay bill equal pay for women it didn't pass the senate it failed the senate by one vote and when they asked the senator of tennessee why it his answer was it would have ended up in frivolous lawsuits. Now, I don't know about you, but unequal pay, I don't care what lawsuit it is, it's not frivolous. But yet, do you know when I polled women and asked them if they even knew that the bill was on the floor, the answers I got reminded me of how much work has been done and how little work has been done. One out of 10 recollected something was going on. Many of them didn't even realize there wasn't such a bill. Didn't realize. That we didn't already have that. That we didn't already have it. And then when you ask them one step further about equal rights for women to this day and age, if you were to take a poll and ask people, did you know that women in the United States, in a law statement, in the governing body, do not have equal rights? that you'd get a range of answers. So here we are. Have we done enough? No. Do we have more to do? Yes. Do I have a sense of how to do it? The only way I know how is by expanding this network to have channels, which we'll talk about this. That's that's the only way I see it. But I think you have some ideas how we can do something different. <laughs> I sure do. I think one woman at a time as we embolden and empower and own our own gifts, talents, strengths, we can make a difference because then we have the power to come together. I think we stay isolated when we don't empower ourselves. We don't come together like those brave women in the 60s and brave men and women. Men and women. 70s who were marching for a vision of a better world and for equal rights. It's, It's truly amazing. And now is the time. Now is the time for us all to embolden and empower ourselves because if we look at the world, it's kind of scary. And it's overdue for a change. Yeah. yeah. Overdue. Yeah. Hmm. I, I think that this is what you're talking about. If we keep having more conversations like this, maybe a light bulb will go on. Maybe somebody will, will say, here we are. Um, Look, you and I are sitting here. I never thought, I didn't, I never thought in a million years years that Roe v. Wade would become a thing that would be reversed. Even when the polls today, even if you listen to the polls today by um, 
it doesn't matter what side you 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 read the polls and they're very clear that they did not see and or approve this level of abuse against women happening right and so but if you'd asked me 10 years ago i didn't see it i mean i had a sense but i didn't think it was possible it really is incredible well we'll have more interesting discussion after we take a short break i'm dr diane and you are listening to find your fabulous We'll come back and we'll and we'll ask Dr. Platt to explain to us as a psychologist how she ended up on talk radio. But first, let's remind the listeners again how folks can find out more about you and talk radio. Uh, TheTransformationNetwork.com, easiest way to do it, TransformationTalkRadio.com, The Dr. Pat Show, Google Dr. Pat, Dr. Pat Show, it's all out there. Beautiful, beautiful. And you can find out more about me and my empowerment coaching at my website at www.fullpower.com or you can email me directly at drdiane at fullpowerwomen.com. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. On the Spiritual Freedom Show, you will hear the voice of an extraterrestrial master speaking through my teacher, Dr. George King, as it was recorded over 60 years ago. I'm Richard Lawrence, and on this podcast, I bring you the nine freedoms, which I believe to be the greatest wisdom on earth, with practical ways to give global service and attain enlightenment. Hello, we're back on Find Your Fabulous with Dr. Diane. And I just want to remind you, if you want to find out more about my empowerment coaching, you can visit my website at www.fullpowerwomen.com or check me out on Facebook at Find Your Fabulous, a private Facebook group meant just for you. So Dr. Pat and I were just reviewing the opportunities and challenges that women have had since the women's movement in the 60s and 70s. And now I want to find out from Dr. Pat how she became one of the queens of talk radio. Now, Dr. Pat, both you and I have trained as psychologists, and yet our careers took very different pathways. I spent most of my career doing hands-on clinical care. Your career journey is very different. Tell us about it, please. Look, I love psychology, and I'll just tell everybody out of the gate. I was always fascinated when I was young, but I am somebody that the world calls learning different. I barely graduated high school. I couldn't, couldn't read and write. Um, the only reason I went to get an undergraduate degree is because my bosses, they totally forced me to do. So what happened with me? Hold on. I got a dog barking over here. Uh, what happened for me was the bottom line is I didn't know I could become that, but I had that influence of my mom, right? I had that influence. So what do you do when you have that influence? Where do you go and what do you do? Well, the question is easier than the answer. Um, what you have is you have the influence of strong people in your life, but you don't have the ability. Wait a minute. What did I say? You don't think you have the ability. Right. Right. You don't think that you could achieve much, mm. but if you've not tried. So for me, I, I'm telling you, 
I trotted along. I had an angel for a teacher in summer school. I did graduate summer school and I ended up homeless. Wow. At 17. You know, I came home one day, my stuff was on the lawn. Wow. Yeah. And I'm not saying I didn't deserve it. So I want to be very clear. But that was to me a whole direction for me. And I was tested. And I I literally didn't know what to do and I didn't know where to go. And you know, when I love New York, so I went there. I was born in New York. I was living, so I went there. But you know, if you think you're gonna make it on the streets of New York, think again. Right. But that turned into a series of very intuitively lucky events. Mm. I did end up getting a job at the phone company. My mom, at the time, my stepmom, literally forced me to go do that. But the bottom line is, I went through that pathway. I'm old school. Start at the bottom. You worked your way up uh, until it didn't suit me anymore. But these people, literally for me, they forced me to go to school. So what I want to say about all that is this. When you're looking at all of the above and you've got people coaching men threatening you dr diane hmm. you don't if you don't go to school and show that you have any interest or motivation in educating yourself you're not going to get promoted what hmm. what do you mean no we're not going to promote you got to go to school but in the end i go to school 13 years to get an undergraduate degree here i am and now what? Now what? I don't have a future. I don't think about a future. I'm not supposed to have a future, Dr. Diane. I'm not supposed to have a future. I was barely supposed to be alive at age 21 and plus. I, wow. who, who thinks about a future? You got to think about where I was having more fun protesting and dancing at night and doing all that. I mean, wow. come on, play me some Donna Summer. But, but here you are. What I had inside of me was a knowing that I was meant for something, that I was meant for something else. And I got here because I followed that knowing. I had a knowing that I couldn't stay in the company after 25 years, as now I made it to an executive level, paid a lot of money. Yeah. Couldn't do what they wanted me to do. I had a knowing that if I call Columbia, They'd still have my application of two years ago. Hmm. I had a knowing that I'd get there in time, record time. I had a knowing after that that I wanted to go on. I didn't know how to apply to doctoral programs, but I did, just like you. But after that program, I had studied something that depressed me so much. Hmm. I couldn't go back to corporate America. I studied consequences of broken promises. Oh, won awards for the research, but I couldn't go back. I was depressed. So my little learning disability helped me transpose numbers. And one day I dial into an 800 number looking for a man named Tracy. It is not a man named Tracy. I get a woman named Tacy. And within 10 minutes, whatever she said to me, it's like a blur. I don't even know. But whatever she said to me, 
I pulled out a credit card and I paid an unusual amount of money for 13 weeks on internet only radio. Wow. That's how it started. That's really That's how it started. And then six and then three months after that, a local station found me and asked me if I wanted five days. I pulled out another credit card. I don't know how to explain this, but when I the first time I got behind a mic, it was like breathing. I didn't know what I didn't know, but I knew I wanted to do it. And there's a longer story that got me here to the network. But all of the events happened the same way. Everything about it happened the same way, if that makes sense. Like you were led, like you were following the breadcrumbs. Exactly. And I still do. Um, When I talk to people about our expansion and what we're doing, it depends on who I talk to. I don't share a lot of details because... It's very proprietary, and we're not at the stage to do that. Hmm. But that idea wasn't my idea. See, I have a strong spiritual practice. Mm -hmm. And I know every idea I get, it's not mine, but it's mine to do. Right. The question is, when, when you get an idea, when the people listening get an idea, do you have the courage to act on it? That is the question. My beautiful mentor, Mary Morrissey, said, uh, a vision without action is just entertainment. (laughs) (laughs) I think I heard something like that. I love Mary. I think I heard something like vision with that. Somebody said something to me once upon a time. Vision without action is a nightmare. (laughs) I was like, oh, I get that. That part. (laughs) Because we're stuck with it. I mean, think about it. Think about having a vision for your life. Extraordinary. Mm. But for whatever reason, you can't take a step forward. You can't even do the research on what it's like to go back to school or to have a show. You can't even imagine that an opportunity would show up. Right. And so then you ruminate. Then you get stuck. Then you get depressed. You know, this is really what we talked about in the beginning. See, what you're telling and teaching people is full power isn't that and you help people not get stuck that way right right absolutely it's you know it's building this belief in yourself that we weren't nobody ever taught us when we were growing up you know as women we were really taught to focus on everybody and everything else and this is like hey i count i matter and if i'm gonna make this beautiful dream real it's up to me And I think what people, many people don't understand, Dr. Pat, is like you don't have to have a strategic business plan, right? You just need to figure out what the next little step is and trust that you will be guided because you were guided to the dream. You will be guided to the steps. But we we get stuck in that ego and that logical mind and we think we have to have like a blueprint of, of steps. So we said this earlier before, right? And I know you operate like this. This idea, the belief that you can handle whatever comes your way gives us the confidence to act in the face of a challenge. You see, that's a challenge. You know, you've just dished out $30,000 on internet, right? You're just dishing out money. But where do you sit? You have a belief that you can handle it. You have a belief that you can grow it. And when I get asked that question of how did you even survive the pandemic? I don't have an easy answer for that. 
because I didn't do anything different than what I did previously. And we decided to grow. We decided to upgrade things. We decided to redo all of our programming. And I think this is the thing when I look back, I, I, I knew it would end someday. And I wanted to be on the upside of that. Um, and then again, you have to be resourceful. Where are you going to get the funds from? How are you going to get the funds? The government gave us some funds. So there were a lot of things that you had to learn about in, that, in the scheme of things that I knew nothing about. Nothing. It took me eight times to fill out the paperwork properly to get the PPP stuff from the government. Wow. Yeah, I believe it. I didn't even have to try because I'm a one woman show, but <laughs> yeah, that's so fascinating. Before we go for another break, I, I want to just, it's not an easy question and we can talk more about it afterwards, but you were doing talk radio way before podcasting was so hip. Why do you think podcasts are so popular and are they really helping people? Uh, the gentleman that, that, Coin the phrase podcasting. Okay, so I got to give Adam a lot of credit because he did it. Uh, it doesn't mean he was the first to invent uh, MP3 formats that you can upload and download. But he, you know, he was smart enough to to think to himself, "How can I get this on an iPod?" That's where podcast comes from. That's Ooh, where the word wow. podcast comes from. But you know, when I think about it, we have been doing podcasting for over 20 years and my friend jeff for even longer than that we didn't put it in ipod format like he did but we created an independent place for you to get it see the difference right absolutely yeah and i've got to think that people are really getting benefit out of it because so many people i have all clients coming in and tell me about their podcast that they're listening to and you know, not only is it wonderful information, but I think listening to things is can be very powerful as well as a well as a way to really get down in deeper than reading something once and, and then going, oh, that's interesting. Podcasts are um, podcasts are brilliant in so many ways. Now we have private podcasts that organizations are using. Our, our technology allows for us to do many many things. You know, with we can take our license and put it right into a company and say, here, you can have our front end, our back end. But you know what they say the future of podcasting is? This is really the disconnect for us. The future for podcasting is supposedly live streaming, scheduled, produced podcast slash videos. And Jessica and I looked at that the other day and we said, we're already doing it. So right. the difference is we don't have a fancy name for it yet. But in the world we live in, you have to be able to take a message and put it in a place that people want to hear it. Right now, the world of podcasting is everything's everywhere. We mm. decided to have a positive centric channel. That's us. But here's the thing. It's from your voice to their ears into their hearts. This is an yeah. intimate relationship with this kind of content, right? Yes. Beautiful. Wow. I love that. And it's time for us to go into another short break. We've been talking about Dr. Pat's intuitive 
breadcrumb following journey into talk radio and how it went from one show and a daily show, local show to the transformational talk radio platform where she encourages and, and promotes many people to find their voice on the airways. So you are listening to Dr. Diane and find your fabulous show. When we come back, I'm going to ask Dr. Pat with all her years of wisdom to give some concrete advice on how to become full power, resources, whatever she's got. So Dr. Pat, again, remind our listeners how they find out more about you and your goodness. Uh, You can go to the drpatshow.com or thetransformationnetwork.com transformationtalkradio.com. If you want to find out about my company, you can go to unlimitedpossibilitiesnow.com. But pretty much anywhere, just Google it. Dr. Pat Show, Transformation Talk Radio, and you'll find us along the way. Beautiful. And please check out my website and learn more about my empowerment coaching at www.fullpowerwomen.com. We're off for a short break, and then we'll have some more juiciness. We remember a time when you could simply form a thought and it would manifest. The harmony was forgotten, but it is returning now. The power of inspiration and awakening radio with Julia will take you on adventures through the heart and spirit, exploring who we once were and how to awaken that power today. Julia studied under the guidance of wolves, learning from their wisdom to master a higher frequency for new state of mind. Learn to master the secrets of manifestation. Visit OneTrueSelf.com. Hello, we're back on Find Your Fabulous with Dr. Diane. And now I hope you are as excited as I am to hear the wise and wonderful Dr. Pat Basile share her advice on how to step into one's personal power. Dr. Pat, given all your personal and professional experience, what advice do you have for all the bold and Mm. courageous women listening who are ready to stop playing small and finally step into their personal power. There's a favorite line from a Kevin Costner, a, a Dragonfly, I think the movie, Kevin Costner was in the movie, a fabulous movie, very different movie for him. But there's a famous line at the end and he stops and he looks at uh, one of his co- co-stars in the movie and he looks at her and he says, it's all in the belief. It's all in the belief. That's it. I wish I could tell you it's complicated. It's not complicated, but it's not easy either. It's all in the belief. What do I mean by that? Um, Can do you believe you're going to be successful? Do you believe you have the talent to do what you want to do? Do you believe you can overcome challenges that come your way? Do you believe that the universe, first of all, is positive and opulent? Do you believe that? Or do you or do you believe that's just for like one percent of the people? Do you believe you're out of the realm or the sphere of influence to make a difference? You have to visualize success with the belief that is unhinged uh, and not hindered by whatever you grew up with thinking you were not. Um, this is a high motivation effort. You have to con- you have to believe you can see succeed. But you really got to keep trying. See, that's what mom and daughters did. Mm. You got to keep trying. And I learned it on a pogo stick. But this (laughs) is what we do. See, our beliefs, Dr. Diane, and you know this too. You're you're a psychologist. But our beliefs 
that our behavior can affect positive change is paramount. It is the top. There's nothing underneath that. Now, belief doesn't come shallow. You have to have faith. You have to be able to take that leap of faith, that thing you can't see. You have to be able to do that despite everybody around you wanting to lock you up for doing something that's not what you're supposed to do. So this is what you do. The other thing is when you get a challenge, you need to love it and embrace it. When it shows up, that's what you need to do. Um, There's nothing wrong with that, but don't. I don't want everybody to think I'm pie in the in the sky. You got to take accurate measure measures of what you're doing. You know, nothing is all or nothing. Nothing is like that. There are ranges of things. There are things for us to look at. And the other thing is, let's look for some role models. You asked some great questions here today about role models. You got to find them. You know, when I work with people, the first thing I do when I work with a coaching group, I have them build a vision board, but not of what they want. Of the role models. Uh, Who are the people you look up to? And why do you look up to them? Um, The hardest thing I find, and and I'm going to address this one for women, you've got to let other people support you, whether it's money or time or words, you've got to let them support you. Because if you can't receive, you're not going to get. And that is so important. The last thing I want to say to people is you got to pay attention to yourself. You got to be aware of what your stress levels are, your what's going on in, in your mind, what your chit chat's about, and don't get trapped in negative self-narrative. If you can just follow those things, which are all related, you pick one and start. And I say to everybody, you got to start with the negative self-talk. Absolutely. I'm right there with you. Because as long as we're believing that voice, which thanks to another one of my mentors, Amy Ehlers, I call the inner mean girl, right? This voice that's been there since we were children, but it's, it's not truth. It was our beliefs, many which were just absorbed from the big people around us, of a child. And, and it's like, no, you have to look at who you've become, all the steps, all the journey, all the chapters. And, and deal with that wonderful, beautiful, powerful woman, not, not the, the voice of the inner mean girl. And, and because it is a girl, I say that that voice actually needs your love and attention, not to be believed and to focused on and strengthened. You know, you need to yeah. let her know this isn't the truth anymore. We're safe. We're good. Yeah. Yeah. We're on the journey. Yeah. You got to have that conversation with that. What'd you call her? Inner mean girl. Inner you got to have girl. that conversation with her and say, well, hey, Dude, dudette, what's up with you? Every time I go to do something really important, you want to cut me off at the knees. What are you thinking about? Are you afraid of something? Do you want to share that with me? Are you really a mean girl? Or are you a just a scared girl? And do you want to guide me so that I can avoid the potholes that you have stepped in? Because I don't want that for myself. Good point. Beautiful. And then along with that combating or... or actually using the transformation word, transforming the language of the inner mean girl, we need to learn how to start being compassionate and affirming with ourselves, like how to build up an inner lover, right? It, yeah. you, if you get rid of the inner mean girl, you got to replace it yeah. with, with something loving and kind and patient and, and yeah. affirming your own biggest 
cheerleader. Yeah, we just went through this eclipse this weekend. And I want to tell you, whenever you're bumped up with the solar eclipse, especially like this one, that is the time that that is the eclipse that burning your bra. That's what that eclipse was about. It's that kind of power. It's what you said. You've really got to let go of the things that hold you back. And sometimes we get so attached to them, but so familiar to us, right? You know, I can't lose that 10 pounds. I'll never be able to diet. I can't do this. I'm not going to do any other thing. So here are the things that we have to learn and do. And you are the champion for that. Thank you for having me here today. Uh, I'm so glad to have you on the show. It has been such a treat to talk uh, um, with someone else with all this life experience. And, and I've just learned so much more about you that makes me even more impressed and grateful for your mentorship. So before we wrap up, are there any books or resources that you would recommend someone on the path to begin their journey of empowering themselves? Just curious. Frankel, Victor Frankel, Man uh, Search for Meaning. That you. book was handed to me decades ago, and I was a little bit too, hmm, I couldn't get it all. I read that book every year. Every year I read that wow. book. The other one is Power Versus Force, another one of mine. Favorites. Every year, those two books I read, and every year I learn something new. But Viktor Frankl, he wrote the book on positive centric living and overcoming challenges. He sure did, because he did. <laughs> <laughs> he did. Thank you so much. This has been amazing. Oh, I'm so grateful for having you on here. And let's remind folks one more time how to learn more about you and your work. The transformationnetwork.com, simplest way to do it. Beautiful. And you can contact me through my website at www.fullpowerwomen.com. And don't forget to sign up for your weekly inspirational email there. And also check out my private Facebook group, Find Your Fabulous and Ignite Your Inner Goddess. And before we sign off, I just have one final tip, something that has come recently into my awareness. For a fabulous discussion on the entrenched masculine bias in the English language, check out this book, Breaking the Bias of English, How English Disempowers Those of Us Who Aren't Men and How to Fix It in Six Words. And believe me, this is a powerful little book that will forever change the way you look at the English language. And we'll, we'll put the link up on my page um, it, it's powerful. You can get it on Kindle for $1.99. It's a must read. So I want to thank my guest today, Dr. Pat Basili, for sharing such great information and stories for getting big and vulnerable with us. And I want to thank all of you for tuning in to the Find Your Fabulous show. I've had a wonderful time. Please join us every first and third Monday of the month at 8 a.m. Pacific time, 10 a.m. Central time, and 11 a.m. Eastern time. And next show on Monday, November 6th, we're going to take a look at the messages and the impact of Greta Gerwig's The Barbie Movie. So have a beautiful day, and I'll see you back here next time. I'm your host, Dr. Diane. And you have been listening to Find Your Fabulous. It's time to ignite your full power. Tune in every first and third Monday of the month at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 
on Transformation Talk Radio for information, inspiration, and revelation to ignite your personal power. Connect with other bold, courageous, and powerful women who are ready to stop playing small and reclaim the passion and purpose that we all hold within us. The world needs you, O power. To find your fabulous and ignite your inner goddess, visit fullpowerwomen.com.